This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, hey, hey there, and welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. I hope you are having an amazing April. It has been a whirlwind once again, but I am feeling out quarter two. Like I I really feel like this quarter has some absolutely amazingness in store for it. So I hope you're feeling the same about the start to your quarter. Okay, today we are diving in to five big girl business tasks that you need to get on if you've been putting them off. And Let me first say that I totally understand that most of us, when we first get started with our business, first of all, we're not even sure that we're building a business. I know for one, I thought that I was just going to like start this VA thing, you know, five or six years ago at this point, just to make a little extra money. And I had no idea what it was destined to become basically. And so of course we're building the plane as we're flying it. Right. And I don't know any business owner who doesn't have to go back and be like, okay, what pieces do I need to clean up? What do I need to do better? How do I need to better support the growth that I'm now seeing in my business and really support the foundation and the ecostructure so that as you continue to grow, you're not creating something that is destined to tumble to the ground, basically, right? (laughs) We don't want that. So I'm going to give you five, maybe even six. I think I've got a bonus one up my sleeve. These tasks are ones that we may not think of when we're beginner business owners, but as your business starts to grow and expand, I need you to focus and concentrate on these things and promise me, promise me right now that you are going to take the next few weeks or a couple months or quarter to get these things done. Yes, yes. Okay. We made a pact. We made a promise. So I'm going to check in with you in two or three months. And if this is not done, we're going to have words. There will be words to be had. (laughs) Starting with number one, trademarking your business name. Who even knew? Did you know that like this was a thing when you first started your business? I know that I just like picked a name out of the air. So when I first started, I was Tasha B Solutions. And it was because clearly my name is Tasha Booth. So it made sense to me. (laughs) Did I even research that name to see if somebody else was using it in my trademark class category thing? Absolutely not. I did absolutely no research on it. And I just got lucky about the fact that like nobody was using Tasha B Solutions because the reality is I have seen it more times than I care to count where somebody chooses a name, they don't research to see if it is trademarked by a company And then they end up with a nasty cease and desist letter in their email inbox. And that feeling in the pit of your stomach when that happens, um, how do I know? We're not going to discuss it. (laughs) But let me just say that it's happened to me. It was totally unintentional. And I had to deal with it, right? Um, And it was at a time in my life where there was already a lot going on and it was not fun. So my suggestion to you is 
as you are, like once you have decided that this is a business, I need you to look into the trademark process. Now the trademark process is not difficult, but it is something that you should have an attorney handle for you because it's not difficult for them because trademark attorneys are doing trademarks all day, every day, right? But you are not an expert in trademark. You are an expert in the service that you provide. And so stay in your lane, hire somebody, a trademark attorney to do this for you. It'll cost you probably between $1,500 to $3,000 to have somebody do it. And it does take about 10 months or more for your trademark to go all the way through. But what that means is once your trademark is all the way through, and it's approved, then you are the only one in that class or category that can use that name. So let's say you decided like Tina's Virtual Solutions, right? If another Tina's Virtual Solutions popped up and she was doing virtual support or something very similar to what you were doing, you would be the one that would be able to send a cease and desist letter because you're protecting your intellectual property, you're protecting your brand identity, and we wanna protect that for all it's worth because it's worth a lot. Yes, yes? Okay, so number one, trademark. Just get the trademark done. In the show notes, I'm going to put a, a list together of three trademark attorneys that I highly, highly recommend, may actually be more than that. Um, and definitely let them know that I sent you. They are all amazing people that I either uh, personally know from Facebook groups that I'm in or have worked with on some of my trademarks. So go see them and just get your trademark done. Number two, get your contracts reviewed by an attorney. Uh, another legal thing, Tasha. Yes, <laughs> because all of these legal things are going to be what elevates your business to the next level. So dotting those T's, crossing those I's. Now, those contract templates that most of us started out with are great starting places. But once you've been in business for a while, you want to make sure that your contract is protecting you to the fullest extent of the law. Here's an example from a few years ago. This was when I first started coaching agency owners and other virtual assistants. And uh, we had a situation, not in our agency, but in another agency that I knew about at the time and that I was coaching with, where um, they, one of their contractors wanted to work directly with one of the clients that the agency had, had provided, right? This is one, uh, this is an agency owner's like biggest nightmare that their team member is going to poach their clients. So this kind of happened in that agency. And so they had a, um, a non-solicit in their contract with the contractor. So they thought that they were covered. Well, we did a little digging and realized that because the team member was not the one that had initiated the ask, the client was the one that had initiated the ask in terms of, hey, I would love working with you. I'd love to work with you one-on-one -on -one instead of working with the agency. How do you feel about that? The team member actually hadn't violated their non-solicit because the client actually needed a non-solicit clause in the client to agency contract. Did you know that? I did not know that <laughs> until two or three years ago when we had that situation arise. And so these are the kinds of things that attorneys can look over. They can talk to you about your specific goals for your business, your specific team, your specific setup and makeup and everything. And then they can help you craft that language that is going to be the best and most protective for you. Okay. So we are now going beyond 
just the basic contract, just the contract template and getting these reviewed by an attorney. And it's not that expensive to get your contracts reviewed by an attorney. It'll cost you about $500 to $1,500, depending on how many pages it is, how many contracts you have and everything. But it is well worth it because think about that scenario. So that client was lost as well as that team member was lost. And think about it it was probably more than that $1,500 that it would have cost to review that contract, right? So in that situation, it wasn't anybody's fault. Nobody knew about the, like nobody knew about it, right? That that was a thing, but that was a case of which we would have known if we would have asked an attorney whose job it is to know these things. (laughs) Number three, create a business emergency plan. This is actually something that I'm working on right now Because of the fact that as you're building your business, especially if you have a team or multiple team members, you want to think about not only the business in terms of how it supports you, but also the business in terms of how it supports them. So if something tragic were to happen either to you or to a family member where you had to be away for an extended period of time, or you, God forbid, got sick or in an accident or something, and you couldn't be in the business for an extended period of time, what is the plan? What do you do? This should be a plan that is in the case of you getting sick or hurt or an emergency in terms of you being out of office for an extended period of time. And while it's hard to think about and talk about, it should also be a plan if you were to die, right? I hate being that morbid, but these are things that we need to think about and talk about. And there are separate insurances that you can get in the case of something happening to you so that um, let's say you did pass away, unfortunately, your team members would have safeguards in place also. You also have to think about like, how do you close out your business in the case of whether you have an accident where you're not able to be in the business anymore and your family has to make the tough decision for you to close your business What are all of the steps that need to happen in order to close it successfully in a way that is supportive for your team and for your clients and for everyone involved? So start thinking about those things now before it actually happens and before you actually have the emergency. We're never wanting to think about worst case scenario, but as business owners, especially those of us who have agencies or who have teams that we are supporting and part like their livelihood, all or some of their livelihood is coming from us. It is such a huge responsibility and it's our responsibility to care for those people and to make sure they are cared for and protected in that worst case scenario, in case of that worst case scenario. Number four, invest in branding and a website and maybe some copy. Now, this this is one of those things where people are going to be like, but Tasha, I've been in business for 176 years. I've never had a website and I'm doing great. And I'm like, yay, go you. You're awesome. I'm very, very proud of you. And also comma, (laughs) there is this thing called the exception and not the rule, right? And I just firmly, firmly believe in my heart that if we are presenting ourselves as an online business, the bare minimum that we can do is treat our business like an online business, right? Like I, I expect Amazon to have a website, 
<laughs> right? I expect Starbucks to have a website, like all of these businesses, and they're not even service-based businesses, but I'm just saying we have an expectation that if you are an online business, you have an online presence, right? Or if you're a business in general at this point, you have an online presence. And so one of the things that I noticed, especially when we redid the Launch Guild's website, I guess a year and a half, almost two years ago, was that all of a sudden we started getting more elevated clients, those more ideal clients for us, because there was no question mark, right? Right when they hit our website, they saw that we were professional. And yes, we could have been a hot mess express behind the scenes and had a really professional website. But taking that first question of like, ooh, I I can't even tell like what they do or like none of their links work or any of those things, or they don't have a website at all. And so now I have to like guesstimate and go out of my way to message them or email the person or whatever. Make it easy for your ideal client to connect with you. And your website is that hub of here is where you go to learn more about what we do, how we can support you, what the next steps are, how much we cost, right? All of those things so that you're not having to repeat yourself 776 times of different clients or potential clients and everything. And so your clients can see that you treat your business like a business. Also with that, if you are not a branding expert, if branding is not the thing that you love that lights you up, it's great that you have a website that you've built on your own. I did that and it was wonderful and cohesive and beautiful. Um, and I loved it for several years. But what I decided was that as, as our business grew, I wanted to elevate the branding. I wanted to make it really cohesive. I wanted to make it really inviting. I wanted to up the level of professionalism that our clients saw straight out the gate. And so Two years ago, we hired a branding specialist and a website designer for the Launch Guild site. And then last year, we did the same thing with the Tasha Booth side and just did a little refresh on both of them. And I am so pleased with the outcome. And it really wasn't that expensive. Now, the Launch Guild site was kind of expensive, but it was totally worth it, right? The Tasha Booth site, um, I did two VIP days with our branding expert. She did not only the brand like update on the Tasha Booth side, updated a little bit of the colors and fonts and, and that sort of thing. And then, so she did that in the first VIP day. And then the second VIP day, she did all of the brand assets. So all of our workbooks and our templates and stuff like that in inside of Canva. So my team didn't have to worry about any of that. And then one of my team members then actually updated the actual website and stuff. So all of that to say that once you know what your business is doing. Once you know the direction that it's going in and you know that longevity is in your future, it makes sense to invest 2000 to 5000 let's say, in your branding, in your website, and also in your copy. Sales copy is and conversion copy is a much different animal than you know, just your nurture kind of copy or your social media copy that you may be writing on a regular basis. And so to have somebody come in and support you in figuring out what are the client words? What are the things that the clients need to hear in order for them to understand that they're in the right place and you are the solution to their problem? <laughs> Last but not least, actually, we got two more because I'm going to give you six. I know it says five, but I'm going to give you six. I like to over deliver around here. Okay. Number five, attend an in-person event. Ooh, okay. For all of my intro introverts out there, 
let's just take a collective breath. Let's just breathe. Because I know the minute I said in-person event, some of you tensed up and you were like, what are you trying to do with me? Like, do you hate me today, Tasha? The answer is no. I just know that when you get in an actual room with other people and get to see their eyes and connect with them and go and grab a drink at, you know, the hotel bar after the event with them or whatever, whether it be alcoholic or not alcoholic, whatever, there is such a difference. There's a transformation. Last year, um, late last year, so October, I went to uh, my first in-person event in like two years because finally the, you know, pandemic Lovato was starting to, (laughs) to finally, uh, remove itself from our presence. And I mean, you know, COVID is what I mean by pandemic Lovato. (laughs) Um, And so finally I got to go to this in-person event and I went to She Podcasts um, and it was in Scottsdale and it was so amazing. And one of the things that I loved the most was that I got to have brunch with one of the ladies uh, who is part of the agency Thrive Mind, my program. And Y'all, we like, I think we almost got kicked out of the restaurant because we were just laughing so loud. We had the most amazing prickly pear uh, mimosas I've ever had in my entire life. And we just had such an amazing time. And it was so transformational. I will use the word transformational for this. To be able to hug her and talk to her and laugh with her and just have that experience. And even if you only go to one in-person event, a year or every two years, I really think it's worth it to get into a room with people who get you, who are similar to you in terms of what they're trying to build and who you can just talk shop with in a way that like it's really hard to do with your friends and family, right? Okay, last but not least, I'm gonna give you a number six. This is a little bonus. And this one is to buy business insurance. Now, some people are like, what is business insurance and do I need it if I don't have a physical address for my business, if I'm just running my business out of my house, like most of us are, right? The answer is there are different types of business insurance. And the one you probably need, first of all, you're going to go and talk to your business insurance person because I am not that person. But the one that you probably need is called errors and omissions insurance. And the reason for that type of insurance is because Let's say, for example, I'm going to use the example of the Launch Guild, right? So we do launches. We do full service launch support, which means that we're doing the tech and we're doing the design and all those things. So one of the things that we do close to open cart, close to the actual launch starting, is we normally put the cart into test mode so that several members of our team can go through the whole experience and test the whole thing, right? Without having to like pay whatever the amount is or I'm sketchy when it comes or leery when it comes to coupon codes. Like, well, we use the coupon code, but will it work when like we're actually using real money, right? So I don't like using coupon codes. I like putting it in test and then doing it that way. So we do that. Several members of our team go through and test it. Now, what if, God forbid, knock on wood, I'm literally knocking on my desk right now (laughs) softly so it doesn't alarm the microphone, but knocking on my desk. God forbid our tech VA on our team forgot to switch it back from test mode to regular before the cart actually opened to real potential clients and students, right? And let's say that $100,000 was purchased, quote unquote, from people, but it was in test mode. And so they got access and everything, but nobody actually paid. First of all, OMG, like, are you like sweating like I am right now? Because this is this is like literally my worst case scenario ever. 
it has potential. Like hopefully it never ever happens to any of you, to me, to any of us, but there's a possibility of it, right? Or something smaller, like you purchase the wrong like flight for your client. If you are um, an executive virtual assistant or something, right? So you purchase the wrong flight for your client and your client's like, well, it was your fault. I'm not paying for that. And you're like, well, it kind of was my fault. Like, you're right. <laughs> you know, I purchased the wrong flight. And so you are out of that money. So errors and omissions insurance is specifically for things like that, for events like that, where there is an error or there is an omission that costs the client money, that loses the client money. And if that client were to sue you, you want to make sure that you are protected, right? That your business is protected and that you are not going to have to take that out of your own pocket or even your business's pocket. That is what errors and omissions insurance does. We use a company called Hiscox, H-I-S-C-O-X for ours. I'll also put that in the show show notes, but yeah, that would definitely be my suggestion. Let's roll through these one through six one more time. Number one, get the name of your business trademarked. That also could include any other intellectual property that's important to you. So yes, we have the Launch Guild trademark, but we also have all of our programs trademarked. So even ones that I no longer um, run because I may run them in the future. So Booked and Balanced, Built a Profit, uh, Agency Thrive Mind, Legendary Launch Manager Certification, anything that's important to you and that would be really, really devastating if you no longer could use that name. Those are things that you want to get trademarked. Number two, get your contracts renewed or reviewed by an attorney. Number three, create a business emergency plan. Number four, invest in branding and a website and copy. Number five, attend an in-person event. And number six, get yourself some business insurance. Oh, if your head is spinning, number one, I feel you. I'm here with you. I know this feels really overwhelming. You do not have to do it all at the same time. It is not an emergency, but it is important, right? And so. That's how I need you to treat it, that it needs to be on your list of like sooner rather than later priorities to start thinking about these things. But you don't have to spend your whole weekend doing all of this or trying to do all of this. So that's number one. Number two, if you haven't grabbed your ticket already to my upcoming summit called Your Next Level, these are some of the things that we're going to be talking about. And we have a panel specifically for legacy building where I have a CFO HR representative, and a trademark attorney. Um, I think there's some other people on that panel. And it's all about the things that you need to be thinking about. Oh, a wealth um, and investment planner. Yeah, all of these things that you need to be thinking about as your business is growing. So you can head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash summit to hear more about that. That's happening April 26th through 28th. I would love for you to be a part of this because it's just going to be so transformational for those of you who are ready for your next level, right? Because we need to have bigger and better conversations as we are growing our businesses. Well, that's it for now. I hope to see you at the summit and talk to you soon. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to formally invite you to my upcoming summit, Your Next Level. I specifically created this summit for virtual support providers who are ready to go beyond the basics and move into truly building businesses their way. Next level businesses require next level conversations. So I've brought together some of the best and most brilliant women I know who are leading the conversations around intermediate and advanced online service offerings and supporting online service providers in tackling all of the building blocks that truly get us to our next levels. 
That means discussions around leadership, wealth building, workplace diversity, advanced sales strategies, offer diversification, contract and trademark law, and so much more. So are you with me? Head to TashaBooth.com forward slash summit for more information and to register now. It's happening April 26th to the 28th, but don't delay. Early bird and VIP tickets are going fast. I'll see you there. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash summit.